Welcome to Geek Girl Suit. I'm Susan. I'm Chris. And I'm Eric. We are talking Walking Dead. The uh, last four episodes of season six. Wow. We'll try to go in order and not uh, jump to the end right off the bat. So. Ha! Yeah, I, I I had to, <laughs> but but of course now that now that everyone's seen the finale, you can go back and count the number of times they threw that line in. You know, just to I I don't know if it was just a, to troll comic readers or, it, you know, it's more of the same. Anyway, <laughs> more of the the same with oh Glenn was under the dumpster the whole time. <laughs> more of that. So. So are you saying they used the line right off the bat a lot? They did, yeah. I think at least three times. Uh, I know Jesus used it uh, at least once, um, and then I think the guys who were who who stopped um, Daryl, Sasha, and Abraham on the road. I think they used it, and I'm I'm sure it must. Have oh, been so you mean all season, not just this episode? Right, right, right. All season. We knew we knew that there was, um, yeah, that the the theme of killing one person mm-hmm. in the group to make everybody else behave, yeah, um, was definitely uh, part of the the you know Negan's uh, way of doing things, and so f- any time we ran into this group, I always felt that somebody's gonna die at some point, uh, because of that philosophy. Mm-hmm. Right, they have to make an example. Right, but Susan's saying they use the term right off the bat. We kill one of you right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, regularly. Yeah, they they did. Right. Yeah, and that was, and, and that's, you know, how, how Gimple and Kirkman were, were trolling us. You know? It's good writing. <laughs> or it's good writing, yeah. <laughs> good fun writing so you know <laughs> we have different perspectives on that <laughs> no i think that's see to me that i like that kind of writing it's a uh, double entendre is that the right word yeah. or you know what i mean and and you know right off the bat you know we kill one of you right off the bat yeah it's great i love it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bring me more of that All right. <laughs> susan has it in for scott gimple for some reason <laughs> Yeah, with the with the whole Glenn thing last time, and then now this. So, whatever. So the first episode. Well, recap the whole Glenn thing last time. Not killing him off, or well, uh, ha- having him hide under the dumpster for for three episodes. Um, but it would have been fine if it if it were just that, and he didn't put out a press release, you know, saying that we will see Glenn again in some form, and right. you know, if right. if he didn't do that, then you know it, it might it might not have been such a feeling of you're just trolling us, you're fucking with us. <laughs> What's wrong with that though? Well, maybe I watch too many shows like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, where they respect their audience and don't do stuff like that. <laughs> They screw with you all the time on those shows. I mean, just seeing the twins on 
uh, Better Call Saul, you know, bringing back the twins. We know how dangerous they are. Unfortunately, it's a prequel, so we know nobody will get it. You know, right? So, right. You know, but the <laughs> Sam's uh, but fun. There's plenty that we don't. Uh, there's plenty that we don't know. Is there uh, a zombie at your door? You know, <laughs> laundry in the my washing machine. <laughs> Oh, okay. oh, I like the zombie at your door better. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I, get... I think the comparison to Better Call Saul is more uh, character motivated. Like you can trust that the bad decisions being made in that show are being made from a place where you can understand. There are some character swings going on in this season of this show uh-huh. that just are irritating to downright pissing me off yeah they're 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 plot driven and not character driven right 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 they're chess pieces being moved on a chessboard we can actually see yeah but okay let's let's get to this this first episode the same boat which i think was a great episode i loved it um it's the one where carol and maggie are, are captured by the saviors and taken to the the quote, safe house, which was a slaughterhouse. Was that the last one we hadn't seen from where we left off talking about the show last? That is correct. Yeah. Okay. That's the first. We we were, uh, what do we do? Did we, I, I, um, unfortunately, I've forgotten. Did we bet if somebody was going to die or not die? I can't remember. There was something we did, I and I can't remember we, what we did. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we did think one of them was going to die. And, of course, I haven't gone back and listened to the last podcast to uh, find out so, what it was. So Oops. all you fans out there, listen back. <laughs> I'm a terrible <laughs> producer. <laughs> I know. I think we all are. We'll apologize. I mean, that's the greatest thing about the show, the last four episodes. Doesn't it seem like it was more than four episodes? Well... It did seem no. to drag in some places. Yeah, I mean, if you think of it oh, that way. No, I mean it in a good so. way. Meaning that, <laughs> meaning that highlighting back through what we just saw, there were so many great moments and so many... There were, there were a few good moments. Places where the characters were put in peril that it and, and the loss of characters and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, I had to watch the same boat twice because the first time I was, I, I couldn't concentrate. I was just waiting for it to happen, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because those are some of my favorite characters that were really in peril. And I just couldn't lose. I couldn't even pick one to lose. You know what I mean? I didn't want to right. lose them. And so by the time you get to the end of the episode, I was just so relieved that I had to go back and rewatch it and really take in some of the nuances uh and the parallels of, of the characters mm-hmm. um, to uh, enjoy that part of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was, I was kind of hoping that uh, I think her name was Paula um, played by um, Alicia Witt. Um, I was kind of hoping that, that she would join, uh, join our group. I know, but Oh, well. And then Ma was, I, I'm, Forgetting if Michelle or Molly was the uh, one with the lung cancer. Which one had the lung cancer? Uh, I I don't know which one. Chris. I don't remember her name. I, oh, I know she what was the older like. lady. Yeah. Yes, the older lady. <laughs> she was so great. I mean, even even having her around on the show would have been fun. Having her on the show longer. 
Mm-hmm. It was just, you know what? That's the one thing I like about The Walking Dead. They really know how to cast actors that, even for their one episode, are will live on in the Walking Dead universe yes. <laughs> uh, forever because they're just so iconic in in their, they, you know, they just do such a great job. They become iconic in their in their day playing uh, or episode playing roles. It's just it was amazing cast uh, that they found. Just for one episode, really, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. it just make it just makes that world so much more believable when you have actors of that caliber coming in and 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 joining in that universe, you know. Yeah, yeah, they were that that was like I said, that was a great episode. <laughs> I mean, one of the things I really um, one of the good episodes. Good. Well, one of the things I really liked was was showing well what was going on with Carol, uh, and how she was manipulating them to think she was a lot weaker than she was Mm -hmm. but at the same time maybe kind of you know this is a question for you guys do you think she was faking her panic attack or was she really having a panic attack i i thought she was faking it but then of course based on later episodes maybe she wasn't maybe it was a little bit real Carol is that characterization that I was talking about that's pissing me off. Oh, okay. To the point where I have no freaking clue. <laughs> I can't answer you because I don't know what the intent was, mm-hmm. what she was doing. I, I I was with Susan. I was 100% with the idea that she's clearly doing the, the, the cookie baking mom thing in the scenario. <laughs> I thought when she was like, sharpening her rosary uh crucifix that she was going to jab that into somebody's eye or you know some craziness was going to go down right but uh i i really can't say at this point maybe she was hyperventilating because of the fear of having to kill again somehow the woman who took on wolves and shanked um uh, you know um housewives in the back of the head <laughs> while painting in blood W's on her forehead so she could mix in with the crowd. Suddenly she got a conscience and found religion. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Pissed me off so bad. Well, has she, has this been something we've seen earlier? I mean, they mentioned, you know, she does have the line, you know, my daughter died. Did we, have we seen her with religion at all? Any time in the series from what you can remember? I'm sure she was a complete church-going fanatic back when she was an abused housewife living under a, a monster of a man. Right. But, like, <laughs> what we've come to understand our Carol to be, the person who would, to save her group, like, kill sick and infirm people and then burn their bodies <laughs> and mm-hmm. not be apologetic for that action at all. Uh, a person who comes back and saves them at Terminus, a person that Rick suddenly respects to the degree that he says, she's the true leader. I'm just a figurehead. <laughs> all that was just pissed away in the last couple of episodes. So that, that well, yeah. but at the same time, the, the look at the flowers, able to make that uh-huh. decision, too. But I yeah, do that think just speaks to her for the strength. good of the group. Right. That speaks to her strength. She was the one she was the go to person. You had the big, burly black man who could not handle 
<laughs> executing a, a little girl. And it's like, don't worry, buddy. I got this. Yes. <laughs> Carol yes. comes the heck through. But do you think that with her, the the roosters have come, is this how you say it? The roosters have come home to roost? Meaning, you know, that it's finally caught up to her? If that is what they are saying, and that seems to be where this is leading, I mm. think it is not earned at all. And really? it's not her fault. It's the shortness of mm. the experience. I mean, literally, yeah. it was this episode and then the decision to leave episode, which we'll get to. Yeah, yeah. But I do feel that they earned it when when they finally get rescued and uh, she's asked, you know, are you okay? And she says no. I do feel that that was an earned moment because – because even Maggie says it too. You know what I mean? Like right. they both have been through something that they don't think they're going to be able to recover from. Yeah, they, they both need a break from this. I buy that. But this was an episode that showed two characters doing what they had to do to get out of a bad situation. Like They were basically up against the wall and going to die. And so they took care of business and got out in a way that, you know, it was a little hackneyed and I don't buy that all that could really happen. But, dude, for the sake of the story, Mm -hmm. it was fine. I was buying it. And that she have a little buyer's remorse for doing what she had to do. Okay, but. Yeah, that was a lot. of. I think we need to get past this episode before we can talk about Carol any more than what this episode gives us. Because this episode gave us. Sure, that line was earned, but everything else that comes afterward, no. And just one one more thing about this episode. Um, and they were saying, we are all Negan. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, wh- what kind of is, so is Negan like a cult leader then? If they're all. Uh, <laughs> well, I think this is something we'll, we'll explore. We'll explore I guess we'll know next, next season. season. Yeah. yeah, but I do feel that Negan would put self-empowerment into each individual person to say you provide for me you are part of yeah like like Mm -hmm. a a, yeah like a cult leader i i because you know half your ship belongs to me you work for me you do this for me and it is referenced even in this episode where um you know the bike gang who was blown up oh yeah it's like oh shit they were (laughs) just trying to add you know like act badass so it lends itself to maybe they weren't as badass as they appeared to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, there was another line. Oh, what was the line, though? Something. There was just something to. Oh, she the um, uh, Paula was referencing to she sacrificed a lot. You you don't understand what I had to go through, what I had to do, you know, to be here or be alive, you know, and that I thought was an interest because, you know, here she is just an assistant to a boss. And of course, her first person she kills is the boss. But the fact is, I'm sure I felt the line referred to once Negan found her, what she had to do to be where she was today. And Um, I think on, on this show, it's only about like two years or so into the zombie apocalypse. And I, okay, I'm going to compare it to Z Nation, which is oh. like three or four years into the zombie apocalypse. So when, when people run into each other, 
they know that, you know, this person has probably had to do a lot of bad things to still be surviving right now. And I would, I would have disagreed with that statement a couple of seasons Mm -hmm. previous, but yes, I think we're in now this world where there is, when's the last time we ran into one good person on the road? Not again until the finale. (laughs) No, the last time was Jesus. Well, I'm not convinced. I see you guys know the comic books and I don't, I'm not convinced Jesus is all that. I'm still not convinced. Well, of he this. started out trying to steal from them, but then, yeah, he turned out to be a good guy. I'm not convinced of that, but the comic books can say otherwise. Are we? Let me ask you this: since you guys read the comic books, is are we going to see Jesus again? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that we would. So, uh, yeah. judging by the way things are, and 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 our proximity to the hilltop, and the fact that they built that very expensive set and it was only in one episode. <laughs> what the heck is up with that? That's the, that's the one thing they totally threw me off on. I was expecting to see like that whole thing burned down or everybody murdered. You know, I was expecting, you know how they were trying to get to it and I was expecting them to get to it and it be totally destroyed. Yeah. And we haven't even seen it anymore. It was in one episode. So I'm like, okay, this has got to be coming back next year. It's right. got to be. Since they built that, you know, yeah. they could have just sunk all that money in there for one episode. Uh, they, just don't, they just don't do it. They don't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and the fact that they built that, that mansion on top of that, if it was a existing structure, then I could see it being one episode. But the fact that, you know, in one of those promo clips, you know, behind the scenes that, you saw them physically building that set. You know, that's a huge expense. So yeah. <laughs> that's where, you know, that's the um, one thing that working in this business sometimes gets in the way. You know, okay. for the most part, I can get totally <laughs> engrossed and, and totally enjoy what I'm watching and not overanalyze it and say it's fake and this and that. Uh, but every once in a while, when you see some kind of big production value like that, you're just like, wait a second here. <laughs> now, was, was that something from, from Talking Dead? Uh, talking did, they did show it, it being a set. Yeah. Okay. So that, then okay. I went, then I went, well, my reaction when I saw it was, Oh, look, they found this colonial mansion that they shot at. How cool, you know? And then to see it being built, it was just like, wait a second, they built that. This has got to factor in more to the show than what, what that one episode was. And sure enough, it hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so we'll it see it next back. season because yes, it yeah. has to. All right. With Jesus, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So ready for the, the next episode. Uh, it's sure. twice as far. Wait, wait, wait. Before we're done okay. with the last episode, uh-huh. I do want to comment on the fact that, hey, uh, two female characters uh, totally damseled who <laughs> get out on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, the door is open and they're like walking out going they're They're back there, guys. Right. <laughs> you missed the action. We're 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 moving on, moving on. That big... was something to that was cheer, pretty amazing, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because you just don't get that. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I don't even see male versus female at this point. These characters are who they are, and the fact that they're able to do what they do, I just buy into it 
period. No, no, you know? but we, we were, one of the things we were taking bets on was like, oh no, Carol and Maggie got captured. And I believe what the bet was over was whether or not this was going to be the introduction of Negan episode. There was some question as to whether or not they were going to save that for the end or if it was going to happen earlier. I seem mm. to remember that conversation being had. Okay. And I think what we were thinking was it was going to be earlier and it was going to be one of these two that was going to be facing Lucille. Right, right. And to subvert that expectation was bravo, guys. Yeah, they did a good job. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right because that – and then maybe that's why they wrote it with I'm Negan, you know, Primo saying that he was Negan. And, mm-hmm. and then we thought – at least the people who don't read the comic book thought, okay, that's the end of it. We met Negan. We're done. That's clearly what the group was meant to think Uh when they, you know, didn't even take time to talk with this guy and get more information on the group. Rick just shoots him. Right. And I think upset there. Yeah. And I think Maggie said, well, wait, you know, I think she was about to speak up and say something, but Rick just, you know, he just shot. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm naked. Bang. But speaking now, speaking to the next coming up to the next episode, the one great thing that they did is once Rick did that, we cut to Carol and Carol's reaction to that violence. I think that might have been one of the things that just set her over to what we will see now in in uh, yeah. twice as far. I feel that's why I feel that it was because of that shot. It was a little more earned too, because she's just seeing somebody else being violent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just taking a life just for whatever reason. No, right. no, really no reason. Really. There was no yeah. reason to shoot him. And even uh, Morgan uh, refers to that with the jail cell. You know what I mean? Right. I want to so give you options. options. Exactly. So, when, well, and we know, know Rick's that would happen, but that was no, but we do know Rick's gone off the deep end a couple of times. You know what I mean? Right. And that might but have they, been one of them. <laughs> but remember, they went to the church. They all decided that this was the mission. The mission yeah. that they had accepted was an assassination mission yes. to go find Negan and eliminate him. Because without Negan, none of their what I really they were poorly informed by Hilltop on what they were truly facing. Mm -hmm. I would be going back to those guys and going, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) To tell you the truth, that's what I was expecting to see when they were trying to get to it. Because I do feel um, that uh, the guy who was the leader of uh, Hilltop, Gregory, Gregory was misleading them. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, uh, I still feel Greg, Gregory's going to – I I still – there's going to be some things going on with him because I think it was like a coup using this uneducated group to try to take down the leader so that he could become the leader. You know what I mean? I yeah. felt there was – and that's why I feel Jesus is coming back because I don't feel that kind of plot line has been resolved. Whether or not it's in the comic book, I don't know. Uh, but uh, that's what I feel about the story mm-hmm. is that is a, a piece of the puzzle that hasn't been resolved and how will it be resolved? And after this, after that episode, I went back and I, I reread like this section of the comics and the, uh, that the, we are all Negan line. That's actually mm-hmm. directly from the comics. 
And I, I didn't remember it at all, but yeah, it was from. Did it explain what it meant? No. It's just something that what one of the. What was the context? Um, it, it was a similar thing. It was when they ran into a group of saviors. And the saviors said, oh yeah, we're all Negan. <laughs> who were they responding to? Like, who asked the question? Um, and what was the meaning of the question? Like, what, Because they don't go on a mission to kill Negan in the comics. At least not to my memory. Well, I think they they were doing some protection for the for the hilltop, weren't they? Yeah. Um, okay, I'm Back. opening it up now here. <laughs> Back to the comics. I don't know why you guys torture yourselves and go back and forth. And of course. Well, I read these a while ago. <laughs> I know, but it's like there's the comic book universe, and then there's the TV universe. You know, because I mean? every now and, and then cross the streams and yes right. as well they should right. as some some other comic book slash movies do <laughs> dude um, i am going to burn you to the ground <laughs> oh gosh oh gosh you will not win <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a competition now huh oh no just start debating about the latest superhero film Batman versus Superman. But we will not get into that because then it will not become... Haters going to hate! <laughs> and bad moviers are okay. going to bad movie it. I found it. And we have... Um, we have... In the van, we have uh, Rick, Carl, Michonne. Um, and is Abraham with them too? No. Oh, actually, Andrea. Um they're going out to going just how different the comics can exactly be. she's still alive to uh, get some supplies and um, they run into a group of Negan's men who demand their their things uh, you, you know your property belong now belongs to Negan Rick says does that make you Negan explain exactly why we should let you take our stuff and the guy says, we are all Negan. He speaks through us and we speak for him. His words are ours. If you no longer wish to live, we can accommodate. <laughs> Sounds like a religious cult to me. Yeah. Sounds like it to me too. So, and then, of course, our group kills them all. And, well, except one. And uh, goes on their way. Hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Leave one alive to report back. Yeah. Not a good idea. Well, yes not, and no. <laughs> just not a good idea, I believe. I I think he's right. Eric's right. Yeah. <laughs> not a good idea. Well, I mean, they in in at that point, they did not know what they were messing with with Negan. <laughs> so that's why it's a bad idea to leave him Yeah, well, but alive. they don't know at that point. That that's yeah. a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. It is always, in general, when you're killing people, <laughs> a bad idea to leave one alive just to go report to some other people who may be upset at the killing you're doing. Might be upset. Just a general thing. All right, all right. Killers may want to take into account when they go off doing these things. All right. Leave nobody alive in the apocalypse who threatens your life. <laughs> yes. Okay, so are we ready for twice as far now? Yes. Okay. 
Now, this one had that confusing beginning. At yes. I thought it was confusing. It was very confusing. I went back editorially for me as an editor, which yeah. is very, very confusing. So if I'm getting confused yeah, editorially, then the rest of us. <laughs> they didn't do their job. So I went back and I watched it again. And I think they're trying to say a couple of days have gone by. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're trying to say. The way they did it, though, it felt like alternate universes. Ah. Oh. And alternate decisions. But then I went back and I studied wardrobe real close. Mm -hmm. And so the first wardrobe of everybody was different from the second one. Okay. And then the third one, I think, was a cheat. um, Because Carol was kind of in the same outfit as she was in the first one. But some other people, you know what I mean? So I think they were trying to editorially make it look like a Mm three-day. Three days have passed. So it was supposed to be like a montage or something of their routines exactly but there's two places for me editorially where they went wrong putting that funky weird effect on it that looks like a time warp effect you know what i mean and it's actually an effect in our editing system called the avid and then number two is bringing the music in and out to make it because it was a very repetitive beat of music that would always start every time you'd go back so musically it was telling you you're starting over mm-hmm. you know what i mean or at least in my mind and obviously in your minds because you guys were confused too so mm-hmm. if you have the music start again and it's the same music and the same rhythmic beat then you're saying okay we're and it's the same shots you're seeing again then in your mind you're thinking okay i'm going back and watching this over again but there's subtle 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 changes to it yeah, and the the first time I watched it, I didn't pick up the, the, the subtle differences, and I thought, oh, was there something wrong with my DVR? You know, what what well, happened here? You know, I it, thought the, the same episode thing. just started over. <laughs> I I thought the same thing. I okay. thought I thought the episode like that first time we repeated. I really because of the music and everything. I thought the same thing. I thought, oh, the network screwed up and <laughs> put the same scene twice, mm-hmm. and then there were the subtle differences, and I'm like, no, 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 we're doing something here. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, I was confused because I thought I was in an alternate universe for most of the episode. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I just wasn't <laughs> understanding what they were. They were just showing us three different ways of looking at stuff, especially with um, what's her name on top of the when uh, Eugene takes watch. And um, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting her name up at the top. Looking over, you know, Sasha, Sasha looking down at him, you know, the first time I think she was accepting of it. And then the next time she kind of had this nervous, disgusting look, you know what I mean? So you're and and I could see her feeling both of those emotions because is he really ready to defend the camp? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So that's what I thought they were exploring is, you know, so it was just once we got past the first once we got past and the then credits, was, I guess. There was one more the, thing. I, I guess uh-huh. it was like around that point, I guess, when um, Eugene and Abraham walked, you know, when they left the compound to go on their little exploration. Um, I, I kind of missed that, too, because I was, I guess, still trying to process the other thing. And then, you know, the next thing I know, I see them walking down an alleyway. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Where are they? So I I miss them walking out the gate. 
so it would sure be great to find out what they and unfortunately they never I haven't found anything where they talked about those decisions of what mm-hmm. they were what they were trying to do. Um but whatever they were trying to do, I don't I think, think you it pretty worked. much sussed it out. <laughs> clearly doing exactly what you said. Yeah, it's it, just a montage. Mm-hmm. That it's just a series of days. Right. And, and back to the regular routine. Well, and and that's that's why oh. they need they need Kelly Dixon doing these montages because she's she's the <laughs> oh, best. Oh, I take offense to that. Eric Anderson doing these montages. All oh, right, Eric Anderson. <laughs> yes. Hello. <laughs> go to my best friend Kelly and put her up for the job. Great. Well, just because you know, I I know she's won she's won Emmys for her montages and stuff. She's won one Emmy. Whoop de doo. All right, one Emmy. (laughs) Love you, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm just giving you a hard time because I would have definitely in in the editing room I would have definitely been probably getting myself into a little problem because I would have just said this makes no sense. Yeah, if 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 you you had edited it, it would have made sense. Uh, not necessarily, you know, producers get in the way or show okay. or the show creator, you know, people get in the way of some of the <gasps> times, but um, I would have definitely just insisted, well, keep the music going throughout and then it'll feel like a montage. It'll feel like yeah. days going by, but having that same rhythmic music stop and start every time you started the scene, that I truly believe is what really became confusing and made you feel like you were repeating the beats mm-hmm. with different different outcomes mm-hmm. that that's in my mind what caused that feeling uh, or confusion amongst us so so chris this was the the episode that started some more of the stupid decisions right he's changing his laundry no <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying not to breathe okay darth chris um (laughs) so yeah the stupid decisions in this one was letting denise out (laughs) why actually i don't think that was a stupid decision i actually buy denise's um arc there really it's just it's it's just dangerous whenever someone fulfills an arc because that's usually when the the unexpected happens. (laughs) It's like, ha ha, I have succeeded. But um, no, it's, it's what she said made sense. I mean, if you're going to have, um, if you're going to survive in this world, you're going to have to experience it head on Mm -hmm. and you're going to have to take chances because that is the world you're in now. And staying behind walls is where, got these people soft. Yeah. That's what Rick commented on when they first got to Alexandria. These people are soft. We're going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So weren't they but, after weren't they after some meds or something? They were going after something, weren't they? Yeah. She knew yeah. where there was a Yeah. Uh, apocryphy. Apothecary. Apothecary. Yeah. Apothecary. Say that again. Apothecary. Oh. Apothecary. Very fancy. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> she knew where one was, and there was a possibility it hadn't been looted. And, it and she, been, yeah. she also really wanted to go. Right. Yeah. 
she wanted to so see it made world. sense yeah it made sense that uh it's getting cabin fever <laughs> she would put she would put herself out there because she knew where it was and she knew what to take and she knew that she needed to to be exposed to the zombie world this is a character that i really had grown to uh enjoy i mean uh, she wasn't one of the, i mean she's like the opposite of carol <laughs> or she's actually Carol at the very beginning. Um, mm-hmm. And yet not annoying. I mean, she <laughs> had a skill that was useful to the group. But yeah. beyond that, she just seemed like an interesting person who was acting as like maybe our surrogate. You know, a person in that situation wouldn't be <laughs> uh, as skilled as Daryl or as ruthless as Rick. They'd just be as useless <laughs> as as she seemed to be from time to time. But she could sell that without making you annoyed. And mm-hmm. that really in, endeared her to me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think that, you know, following her path out the door was a bad idea. If you want stupid decisions, it was the splitting up at the train tracks. Yeah. There was a stupid decision. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was kind of weird, wasn't it? Always stays together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of weird, but then nothing came of it. So maybe they that was a right. clever way of getting you guys, meaning the audience, to relax. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. They're just going out yeah. on a run. We, we've split them up. When they return. Right. Well, yeah, but that's the whole point is – we thought once they split up, something would happen, right? We're all on pins and needles going, oh, they're splitting up. Something bad's going to happen. She's by herself walking. Oh, no. Or Daryl's by himself walking. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, they're back together. Oh, everything's good. And she's giving this great speech. And it's just like you're into it. And it's great. And boom. And it's like, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. I mean, it was one of the most surprising deaths of the show mm-hmm. for me, not reading yep, it, the comics. It worked. <laughs> it yeah. worked through. It's, it, but there there were some other things that happened before we get to that, like uh, them getting to town. Um, the interesting casing of the uh, of the store, like that whole sequence struck me as kind of bizarre and kind of represent uh kind of it kind of reminiscent of um when they found that gated community and we ended up losing um oh, tyrese tyrese to the kid mm-hmm. yeah because like there was a scratching sound and you knew there was a zombie somewhere mm-hmm. they weren't quite clear where it was and it required going to a room <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, it just Once again putting your characters in jeopardy, really. Mm-hmm. Right. No, don't. Why open the door? What What are you doing? Don't open the door. <laughs> don't Don't go in there. Exactly. Nothing good can come from. Oh, you're okay. Okay. Yeah, well, and and Daryl and Rosita heard it, and they were just like, oh, it's it's just one. We're okay. Just right. You know, it it's fine in there. It's not bothering us. We'll, yeah. May may or may not take care of it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like it, it, it's like a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's behind the door. It's not bothering me. Leave it alone. Yeah. But what was great about that scene was 
the in the art direction of sh- telling you a story through the art direction and what do we what do we have we had on the yes. outside a lot of bloody hands mm-hmm. which means a lot of zombies were trying to get into that place to find whoever was in there because obviously yeah. somebody was in there making noise who was in there making noise obviously a little child mm-hmm. then to see what happened to let's say a family that was in there uh uh, you know, uh, it was gro- it was it was horrible, horrible. You know what I mean? What happened at the end of? Uh, they probably starved. No, did they starve to death in there, or did you think they commit suicide? Yeah, I think yeah, I think she the the kid was making lots of noise, and I think she had to drown the kid. Ugh, and then she killed herself, and then ate it. You know what I mean? That's what it looks like to me. Somehow. The mom was it a female that she ended up killing off or a male? Like so. it's so decayed you couldn't right. even tell. Yeah, I don't but know. whoever I felt the parent had died off and then killed, ate the baby basically is the way I, really? I looked at it. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, either through fever or, or you know like through uh, through the virus. You know, remember they got that virus mm-hmm. fluey thing. I just felt that the parent went first and then ate the baby because there. There was only a shoe left. Well, so, I, no, see, I, 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 I took it as the, the parent the drowning the sink, yeah. drowning the kid in the sink. So I, you think the body I, was still in the sink? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And the sink was just kind of caked over. Yeah. Caked over. Because it had yeah. been in there for a while and, you know. Because what was the message on the wall? Hush. Which so is what you'd say when you were putting them <laughs> down. Yeah. 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 So just the fact that through art direction you got this the story, yeah, was just great. It, like you didn't have to say anything; you just kind of felt what took place there wasn't very. <laughs> and we very all came good. up with slightly different versions of it. I yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure if I went back and I really analyzed that moment, I'm sure I would have been able to figure it out. I didn't. It was so uh, dark to me. I just said, okay, I don't need to figure it out (laughs) whatever happened was bad let's move on (laughs) and then we had that's what makes the show great that juxtaposed with the uh the bullet making sequence yeah i I was excited to see that it's like oh good they they found something something positive to do and yet something stupid to argue over (laughs) right it's like okay i don't need your protection anymore what (laughs) yeah that that was dumb. <laughs> the way that resolved was dumb. And eh, I don't know. <laughs> Letting Eugene go go home alone. Well, I he know. did he did follow him. <laughs> yeah, he did kind of stick back and just watch. What obviously he he did not leave Eugene alone. Right. Mm-hmm. So that is. That is a good thing, I guess. Makes a little more sense. But I agree. You just don't. To me, any kind of fight like that, where people get into a fight, even splitting up on the on the tracks, it's like you just you don't. In the apocalypse, you just don't have those kind of arguments anymore. You know what I mean? Because you can't you can't split up. No good will come from splitting up. Even if you're mad at somebody, you <laughs> stick together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's the way I feel about the apocalypse universes. I would never leave someone you know what i mean unless i was forced to but being mad at someone i mean come on yeah 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to get over that. You're I, in survival mode all the time. You yeah, gotta I, that. I guess that's the luxury of living in Alexandria. And maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe they went a little soft and those little mm-hmm. arguments come up. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe, not, maybe well, going a little soft. Yeah. It's not but just Eugene about is survival. supposed to be getting harder and... Abraham is the hardest of the hard. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's a good point that Abraham says, okay, you can be on your own. Okay, let's see. And then went outside and waited for him and followed him back to where he was going. Cause obviously he was there when he was needed. So right. that would make sense. That's like leaving your child alone to roam the streets, uh, just the normal life and kind of yeah. following him around just to make sure yeah. he does <laughs> cross, look both ways before he crosses the yeah. street. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'd like to point out one one thing that's kind of cool about The Walking Dead. And I think this is what you're you're grooving to mostly, Eric. And like I kind of forget from time to time. It's the fact that this show has gone on for six seasons. And we're still this vested, if not more so than we were at the beginning, in character. It's not the zombie of the week. Right. We could almost are forgetting that there are zombies in the show from time to time until they and, and they're doing things like this one's featured Leadhead. Yeah. <laughs> the zombie right. you can't right. stab in the head because he's got like molten <laughs> tops on it so like they're doing things to try and feature the zombies more and obviously the zombie effects have gotten far more elaborate and Mm -hmm. the gags have gotten more you know grotesque the characters care about is like who did not feel for eugene during that whole struggle and like whenever something's biting at you i just get all sorts of edgy (laughs) (laughs) Because all it takes is one bite and you're done for, you know. Right. So, yeah, of course, you're putting right. your yourself right. in front of those teeth. Even in the uh, episode before when you had that one just nipping at you and, and then ended up eating Paula, you know, same thing. That's, you know, it's like, yikes, you don't want to be around those teeth. Yeah. But, I, but you were commenting on this is the thing that – and I'm not saying it's a bad thing or a good thing. One of the things I enjoyed about the show was the – apocalyptic approach and surviving in this environment and now we're kind of moving and season three kind of did this badly but now we're moving into man versus man Mm -hmm. in this universe and i'm a little less interested in that just because it's so black and white you know what i mean you're good you're evil Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think the writers are struggling with that too and that's why they gave us the view of our group as not necessarily pure and innocent. You know what I mean? Being the aggressors, uh, yeah, which I was very Negan, uncomfortable with. The whole Negan exchange is about addressing exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, a, it's about if – in fact, they, I don't know if you've read any after, uh, after articles, but like there's – there's an interview with Kirkman and Gimble where they talk about the fact that if you had followed the story from Negan's side, you'd be cheering for him as yeah. much as you cheer for Rick now. Yeah. Yeah. And I because, think they, yeah. And I think they've done a good job of that, especially uh, in, in um, uh, the same boat, you know, saying you are the guys that killed all our people. And then Negan saying you 
have caused me a lot of problems because you keep killing my men. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could totally see his – that's the thing. I could see his side of it, and that's very good good writing. But what I'm afraid of is that we're going to get into a situation of of just man battling man, and it might it might become a little less interesting for me next season. The complexity is there, though, that because like they're saying on the couch, um, this action is our motivation for the rest of the season of, or season seven. And so for me, I think that's uh, fascinating to see what they're going to come up with. And it's interesting that you would say that that's the thing that's going to make you less interested in the show, man versus man versus man, versus instead of, (laughs) let's drop some of these verses, uh, (laughs) man versus environment. Because um, from the very beginnings, if we go back to Romero and his Night of the Living Dead, that was an examination of the fact that in these scenarios, the most dangerous thing that you have to deal with is another individual who's in the same stressed environment. I mean, that's the whole point of the Romero series. It's not those monsters out there. It's the people. And I think that that's why they have that episode in that season where they come to the realization that the walking dead of the title are them. That they're all infected, and when they die, they will become these creatures. It's not the creatures out there; it's them. They're the monsters. And I guess, I guess, at the end of the day, I hope I always want humanity to rise above its natural instinct and somehow confront the problem and not each other you know what i mean like there's bigger the world is coming to an end and you're basically enslaving people or doing a cult because those are the kinds of things that humans do unfortunately yes nothing changes it's just that the world's a slight shift i know nothing changes i know and it just it, then that story becomes too familiar and happens already today. So therefore, what are you trying to say in this universe anymore? I guess maybe that's what I'm getting at. Is like this is happening today. A cult is happening today. People are being you know forced into doing things they don't want to do. Um, so if that's the storyline you're going to go to, then what are you offering me about? You know what I mean? You see where I'm getting at? Like, zombies. what are you... We're yeah. Zombies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... So it'll be... Honestly, it's like any long-running show. What is the point? Where are we going? The thing, <laughs> of, the thing of it is, this will continually churn through people. So, like, you're not going to get the exact same dynamic because those people won't be there. That's the change that they've done to the normal television series. You know, um, if you watch... Uh, you know, any any long-running um, soap opera, essentially, um, it would still have the same cast members from beginning to end. They just got older, but, like, they're still doing this, going through the same routines, doing the same... Don't 
get me started on soap operas that keep <laughs> repeating beat after beat, and you think that that 25-year-old character would have learned 60 <laughs> times not to sleep with the husband's wife. You know what I mean? Don't get me started on that crap, because that's why well, I can't even think about watching a soap opera. It's well, so annoying. Well, I, I was thinking another... more prime time soaps, not soap yeah. operas in the daytime, yeah. which are even... Right. But I do think that they, they successfully in this episode killing off Denise and what she was saying at the time she was killed was so relevant to the situation they were in that her death really affected me because Mm -hmm. like you said, she really grew. I mean, you go back and listen to our first four episode podcast, how much I really liked her. I do remember talking about this, how she really grew on me and how she really grew and then to lose her uh, in that manner and then have the characters say, well, I was aiming for you. <laughs> and there's, there's another aspect to that too. That's that I guess it in like three different shows within a couple of weeks, there were lesbians who were killed off and, and that, you know, brought up another conversation about the, um, the lesbian characters being, killed off whether it's accidental or on purpose and this was another this was accidental i guess because it what, was what help me out what other lesbians were killed? on on the 100 and oh you're on, talking other shows yeah other shows but see this is this is and some other so it's like a, it's a trope that um <sighs> people were upset about that coming up on the walking dead I, mm, yeah. I get so angry at this thought and notion because what these shows – and I'll just speak to The Walking Dead because I don't watch the other shows, but right. I'm hoping the other shows do this – is they get beyond what this person is, sex, their sexual orientation, and they're just a character. They're just mm-hmm. a person. Right. And so therefore right. it doesn't matter that they were lesbian or transsexual or whatever. They were a person who died. Like when she died, I didn't sit there and go, oh, I guess, you know, like I didn't even think that I, yeah. I was mourning for the loss of her yeah. and who she was all encompassing mm-hmm. because I had accepted her for who she was. Right. And what she gave the group and who she and what she was becoming and how much growth she would have had and to lose her so early in her growth of in this universe, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How right. she was but changing. One thing, Eric, you got to consider is that you were feeling connected to her as a person. A gay or lesbian person may have connected to her even more so as mm-hmm. a representative of them. And this is that whole, you know, the black guy dies in the horror movie thing. It's the, like, yeah. <laughs> or the red, or the red, ja- uh, the red, uh, red shirt. shirt and even earlier seasons of, um, of the walking dead, there can be only one for the black man. Right. (laughs) For a while there. Yeah. They've kind of broken that for a while. They they have. (laughs) They have. We we have Morgan and father Gabriel now. Yep. If he would have thought father Gabriel would have survived this. I know. (laughs) And I I like what they're doing with him. I really like his growth, you know, to the point where when he gets it, you know, I think I'm going to feel something for him. Mm hmm. You know, because I have not liked him. You and know, who's like, going to take care of Judith? <laughs> yeah. You know, but I like his growth in terms of being, he's pretty badass with the gun, too, you know? I like how you're assuming he's going to get it. 
they're all gonna you know what i assume everybody's gonna get it at some point that's that's the only thing that's certain everyone will die 